Hallelujah. God bless you. Please be seated. But before you sit down, just uh, fist bump the person close to you and tell them congratulations. congratulations. Welcome into the month of December. Amen, 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 amen. You know, sometime back it was January. Now it is December. You know, sometimes we take it for granted. God himself made it possible. And you have not just come into the month of December to see it. No, you will partake of its fullness. You will participate. You will partake in Jesus' name. So be expectant. Don't quit on God. We've said it over and over. There's someone that is saying, God, uh, as from next week, I'm going to quit on you. I want to encourage you, don't quit on God. He's a God of 11th hour miracles. He will do it. The Apostle Paul says, and we know, Romans 8, 28, and we know. That's the revelation. It might not look as if it's working out for good, but we know. It might look as if it's difficult, but we know. It might look as if it is impossible, but we know. All things, not some, all things will work together for good for them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. You cannot go anywhere. Embrace God and you will share your testimony. Amen? For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you, God, for this very last Thanksgiving service in the year 2022. Thank you because you brought us all the way from January. Indeed, you have brought us over the years. You will not leave us. You will not forsake us. You will not abandon us. Father, as we gather, oh God, in your presence, no one will be an abandoned project in the name of Jesus Christ. As we gather, oh God, no one would expire with the year in the name of Jesus. As we gather, oh God, no one will go on a journey of no return in the name of Jesus. As we gather, oh God, all that you have spoken concerning this year 2022, even before the very last second, it will come to pass. It will come to pass. In Jesus' mighty name we'll pray. In Jesus' mighty name we'll pray. I can't hear your amen. Is that amen for man or amen for the Lord? Hallelujah. It's unto the Lord. And we should be excited because uh, when everyone is counted in January 2023, nobody will be missing. I said nobody will be missing. Your household, your family, they will not be missing in the name of Jesus Christ. I want to thank everyone for being here. Uh, welcome you once again to Jesus House, Toronto. We are a parish of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Uh, you have not missed your way. You have come into Jesus House. That is the residence of Jesus in Toronto. Amen. And my prayer is that as you know you are in Jesus House, you would not live empty-handed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. This month, what the Lord laid upon our heart is a gift from God. And I believe that your gift will not miss you. And you will not miss your gift in Jesus' name. I want to use this opportunity to thank everyone uh, for their support, for their encouragement, for their prayers, uh, for their remembering my family, uh, Last Thursday, we were able to, by the special grace of God and to the glory of the Most High God, 
were able to successfully conclude the celebration of life of uh, my wife's father, my father-in-law, uh, who passed on at the age of 95. Uh, we want to thank God that he took absolute control and uh, God answers prayers and all your prayers were answered and everything went well to the glory of the Most High God in Jesus' name. So we give glory to his name and uh, may the Lord remember each and everyone as you remember us in a place of prayer in Jesus' name. Uh, I want us quickly, because of time is fast spent, I just want us to quickly look at a, a particular topic that was laid upon my heart. Uh, we have uh, several things we also want to do. Uh, someone here is celebrating nine, uh, 15 years. I, I, I'm already giving you an additional four years. <laughs> 15 years of marriage. It's no joke. You don't buy it in the market. Amen? And uh, a couple... Two couples are going to start their, their journey in marriage. They will be wedding this December. So we're going to be announcing them to the church. Amen. So the 15 years in marriage will give consulting to the people that are going to start out. Amen. Hallelujah. So uh, we have the consulting room on the other side. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's quickly look at the scripture. Uh, I believe Luke chapter 10 verses 30 to 37. Luke chapter 10, verses 30 to 37. And uh, before we just look at the scripture, uh, this scripture actually starts from 25. The Bible says uh, a lawyer, a lawyer came to Jesus and said, uh, how can I receive eternal life? You know, Lawyers are also thinking about internal life. Accountants are, doctors, psychologists, nurses. Everybody's thinking about eternal life. Everybody wants it. And this man went to meet Jesus Christ. Another version of the scripture says he's an expert legal mind. Another version says he's an expert in mosaic law. He's a consultant in mosaic law. And he wanted to know, Master, how can I receive eternal life? And Jesus Christ says, what does your law say? What does the scripture say? And he responded to Jesus Christ, going from 25, verse 25. He responded to Jesus Christ that the law says, love God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your might, with all your strength, with all your being. Love God with everything and your neighbor as thyself. And Jesus Christ says, go and do likewise. But this lawyer wanted to justify himself. He wanted to prove that he is right. You know, he wanted to make his case. And he went further and said, who is my neighbor? I understand this about loving God with all everything, but... I don't understand this about who, my neighbor. Who is my neighbor? Why should I love my neighbor as myself? He wanted to prove that the way he was living was okay. If I fellowship with God, I don't need anybody. So who is my neighbor? How do you qualify my neighbor? And this scripture that we're about reading is what Jesus Christ used in responding to him. And the Bible says from verse... 30, 
Then Jesus answered and said this story. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine, and set him on his own animal, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, another version says two silver, uh, silver coins, another version says two, two days wages, two days wages, his salary for two days, and gave to the innkeeper, and said this to the innkeeper, take care of him. And whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. Then Jesus Christ asked the man, So which of these three do you think was a neighbor to him who fell among thieves? And the man thought and said, He who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, Go. And do likewise. Amen. Go and do likewise. Now today we just briefly will talk about gifts from God. And when we talk about gifts from God, the normal thing is everyone is expecting something. God is going to give me something. But I want to let you know God has already given you something. So the expectation is... What do I receive? And it is good. But that's not what it's all about. Or some other person might be thinking, okay, uh, when we're talking about gifts, uh, gifts of God, we're talking about, okay, what do I give others? What do I give people that I, I love? How do I pray for them that they will receive gifts from God? That is also good in itself. But that's not what it's all about. As I said, every one of us have received a gift or received gifts from God. Unfortunately, too many times we do not think we have received anything. There's a song that says, count your blessings and name them one by one. And when God gives you a gift, he gives you a gift, not just to hoard it, but to use it. When God blesses you, it is not just the end in itself, it is to make you a blessing. 
Let us look at the story again. The Bible says, a man was in a hopeless situation. He had been beaten, he had been stripped, he had been wounded, he had been left to die. And the Bible says, a priest, maybe he was going to church, maybe he was going to his office, but he was someone that ought to know better. Someone that ought to be able to appreciate the situation and the circumstance. He was involved in the work. He knew the work of God. He probably read the scriptures. But when the situation came to apply the scriptures, he failed woefully. He saw the situation. He saw the hopeless man. He saw the wounded man. And I'm sure when he looked, he saw that this was not my family member. When he looked, he saw that this was not someone I know. So it doesn't concern me. I'm sure you know if it had been his family member, he would have done something. Am I not correct? Unless he was a wicked man. <laughs> if it were someone that he knew, he probably would have done something. But when he looked and looked and looked, he realized that I don't, this is not my family member. This is not my child. This is not my brother. This is not my sister. This is not my uncle. This is not my friend. This is, so it's not my problem. And he walked away. So a person like that will probably consider a neighbor as the only people I know, the only people I love. And you see a lot of people in that category because they do so well taking care of their own, but anything outside their own, it doesn't matter. And that's the bane of a lot of countries. People are ready to take care of their family, but every other family, it doesn't matter. So things are okay in the country when my family is doing well, but every other people, it doesn't matter. The Bible says likewise, the, the Levites who would be assumed to be a believer, would be assumed to be someone that helps in the work in the, in the house of the Lord, who should also know better. Also, listen carefully, all of them looked. They didn't just walk away. They looked and realized that this person it's not my family member. It's not my friend. It's not someone I know. And that's all. And they walked away. But the Bible says there was a Samaritan. The person that is least expected to help because the Samaritan were a people that were not liked by the Jews. But when he looked... He did not consider all those categories. He did not consider race. He did not consider tribe. He did not consider status. He did not consider whether this is a family member or friend. All he saw was a child of God that was in a hopeless situation. And because he was a child of God, he decided he must do something. The Bible says he had compassion. Not because it was his child or his family or his friend. He just saw someone that needed help and he had compassion. He allowed the compassion that is from the most high God. The love that has been shed from by the Holy Spirit to fill his heart. This man was on a journey. He helped even though it was not convenient. 
He helped even though it was a, he had a busy schedule. He helped even though he had a plan because of the love of God that was shed upon his heart. It is not all about taking care of yourself or your family. It is about taking care of God's own people. And everyone that is birthed is of God. And the Bible says he went all out of his way. He, 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 he stopped. He put everything on the side. He stopped and decided to take care of the person. He forgot about his convenience. He forgot about his safety. He forgot about everything. But he was just focused because compassion came out of him. and reached out to this man. The Bible says... He treated the person. Must have fed him. Took it to the place where he would rest. Out of his hard-earned money. Two days wages he brought out and gave to the innkeeper. That even though I had a busy schedule. And I have to go for my busy schedule. This is more important. Because this is a child of God. This is the purpose of my life. Success is not all about my life. My life is not all about success. My life is not all about survival. My life is about being significant. And I brought out of his hard earned money. And I gave to the innkeeper. And said, if this is not enough, when I come back, I will do more. I'm sure you can be able to appreciate this story, put in that perspective. Especially when we are in this season. Are you allowing compassion to flow from your heart? Not only within this season. Do you see Hopeless situation, desperate situation, needy, the poor. Do you see them in this situation and in other situations? If you have been seeing them, then this is a time to do more. If you have not been seeing them, then this is a time to start and allow the compassion that God has put in your heart to flow. Because the scripture says it is better to give. Jesus Christ says it is better to give than to receive. Because the whole essence of the gifts you have been receiving over the years is to be able to bless a man that has fallen on the roadside like this and to be able to release those gifts so that those gifts could be replenished. Because as you bless others, you will be blessed. As you bless others, because God is walking with you and through you. God is blessing you not to hold it. God is blessing you to release it. Nobody is going to go with anything. You have been given to release. Nothing you have, you have not received from above. And the earlier you begin to allow compassion, don't let your love wax cold. This man, this lawyer wanted to know, I have been doing everything. I've been living good. I've been taking care of my family. Life is good. I'm enjoying myself. I've been going to church. But Jesus Christ had to bring to his attention, are you taking care of others? Do you look at others as your responsibility? Or do you have a situation where it does not concern you? A lot of us as believers are ready to pray, but we are not ready to do anything. 
Jesus Christ, uh, the scripture says, uh, if a man that is destitute comes to you, you cannot just pray for the person and say, be thou healed, be thou filled and do nothing. You must do something. You might say, I don't have, but you have something, do something. Don't ignore the man. Don't ignore the woman. Don't pretend as if you do not see suffering or lack or needs. Don't pretend as if you do not do that. Even in church, people come and say they want you to listen to or to counsel them. You do not even want to hear because you don't want to enter into their problem. You want to pray before you even hear. Don't shut your poor words of compassion. Jesus had compassion on us and we are expected to have compassion on others and I pray that you do because in this situation it is important you realize that God is waiting for you to do something. Recently, technical can you help me out? I put up an email. Recently and uh, uh, Dr. Olumide Richard Oyefeso uh, came to came to church, he sat with a youth conversation, he had a chat with us about how God is using him to touch lives out there. This is a doctor that is successful in his practice and everything, but he chooses to go to Africa, to Nigeria, Zambia, and other nations to just be able to bless, be a blessing. And he sent me this, and I'll read what he what he said. I'll just quickly do that. Just a minute. to look at that child carefully. He sent me this. He says, currently visiting our new partners at Federal Medical Center Asaba. This six-year-old child, girl, has Wilms tumor. And the parents don't have shishi. We're not trying to raise two million naira. Three thousand 500 for her care. Can you imagine your child dying because of lack of money? We said we'll help. And the mother went on her knees, busted into tears, singing hallelujah. I weep like a child when I see their plight. My wife and I were moved. We just quickly sent some money. This could be anybody's child. But we could look at her and say, well, it's, I don't know her, I don't know my, and just walk away like the priests, like the Levites. But the Samaritan decided to do something different went all out to make a difference. 
A man said something that he, he now realized that all his wealth amounts to nothing unless he's able to touch the poor. And he decided to bless some children in an orphanage. They were so excited. And one of the child held him on the leg and looked at his face and looked at his face and smiled and says, I'm looking at your face because when I see you in heaven, I want to recognize you. I want to recognize you. This is a child that is still alive. There are many that have died because the world has decided to forget that this less privilege is still there. My prayer is that you would do like the good Samaritan. Not just for this. Don't look and walk away. Don't look and justify that, well, what can I do? Do something. Whether in Naira, whether in dollars, whether in any country, do something. Whether in providing something. It is the season to give. And I believe that this is just to bring your attention. It is time for you now to have compassion. Don't justify. Well, the person is there, uh, someone, government will take care. No, you are expected to fill that gap, especially as believer. And I pray that the Lord will touch your heart. How do I give? You can see us after the service. It's a free will. If you're willing, your heart is stirred. Do something. Apart from this, do something for your family. Do something for your neighbors. Do something for your colleagues. Do something for people that you do not know. Do something. The world is waiting for the believers to fill in the gap. But we are not filling the gap. The scripture says the, the, the creatures await the manifestation of the sons of God. When do we choose to manifest? When it's when everybody else has done something? I want us to rise up on our feet. Uh, forgive my my tears in this. I imagine that this can this is someone's child. And such little money is what determines life and death. My prayer is that you will not walk away and say, I didn't receive anything from God. God has already given you so much. You are holding on to and you are asking for more. When you should have touched that life, and God uses you as a channel of blessing. God prospers his people to prosper his work. My prayer is that you will be the good Samaritan. And that which God has given unto you will be the Samaritan's purse. You will be able to bring out of it. Not just give, you will be able to do something, get yourself involved. And the same as that man, a child will hold on to you. And say you are God sent. A child will bless you. As you've done this, may God bless you mightily. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, God. I bless your name. Thank you, God, for this story. Thank you, God, for this situation out there that you want us to involve ourselves in. My prayer is that we will not look and walk away. We will look and get involved. No matter how little, no matter how big, stir our hearts, oh God. Cause us to be willing and obedient. Cause compassion to flow from us. Let us not only be able to share, let us truly save the world by hearing and doing so that people will be healed. The only saved will be saved, the sick will be healed, and the captives will be delivered. Thank you, God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Amen. Amen. Uh, so, uh, please note, we're, we're, done. we're not going to do any who wants to. If you've led to give to anything, and when we even talk about giving to the church, we're, we're not, we're, we are not asking to give, to hold on to money. Uh, we have a shelter, Scott Mission Shelter, Men's Fellowship, uh, Men's Shelter. How many years have we been participating in that? Probably about maybe 15 years we've been participating in the men's shelter. The Christian uh, Youth, uh, uh, the Horizon uh, Youth Shelter, we've also been participating in that. Uh, we've also been donating socks, uh, winter accessories. When we, when we talk about those things, please participate. Uh, they might not be your family members. They might not be people you know. But lives have been touched. And listen, when this happened, this story that Jesus, Jesus Christ shared is because God knows everything everyone has done. Uh, the priest, the Levites, and the Samaritan. Jesus is able to, he's the all-knowing God. He's able to see, and he's the one that is able to reward. And I believe that that Samaritan did not waste his money. He did not waste his time. We're talking about the kingdom of heaven. We're talking about eternal life. If Jesus Christ shared the story, Jesus Christ is not gisting. He's not just bringing out a story from his pocket. He's sharing stories from the reality or from the spiritual realms and using it to bless us so that we can key into it and the Lord himself would establish us in Jesus' name. I'll just uh, use this opportunity. We'll just go back to uh, Thanksgiving. And uh, we want to uh, use this opportunity to thank God for that which he has done in our midst. And I'll quickly invite the free gift. Uh, I, I believe that uh, God himself, uh, who has done great and mighty things, he has used us. He will continue to use us. Uh, he wants us to give glory to him. He wants us to come before him, giving thanksgiving unto him. So I invite the 